0: And welcome to another edition of Sanctified Reason. Sanctified Reason is a podcast where Dan DelZella, myself, Son Edom, we sit at the crossroads of faith and pop culture and talk about the various things that go on. I mean, you've got social media influencers, and you've got musicians, and maybe... Um, different uh, actors and actresses and you know people even politicians you know they they try to create an environment they try to influence us to believe in certain things and to act a certain way and to follow certain concepts and you know ideologies and so we like to sit there and take a look at these things that go on in this world this physical world and take a look at them through a biblical perspective and Dan one of the things that I found curious and I wanted to get your thoughts on this uh, last time in the last couple conversations we've had, we've kind of been talking about some different religious leaders and some things that they have been doing and experiencing and, and how it has affected um, the influence of others, you know, and I was looking through social media and there's a guy I'm connected to on Instagram for some reason. I don't really know why or how I got connected to him, but we follow each other. And this guy is a, um, a reverend, I guess, I guess he calls himself an evangelist. I guess he's a pastor at a church in California, and he was promoting this conference, like a three-day conference, a religious conference, Christian conference, I guess, and day one listed the special guest speaker, and it was um, apostle somebody or another, and then day two was prophet somebody or another, and then day three was, you know, somebody else, And so I just simply sent him a message out of curiosity. I just said something to the effect of, hey, I notice you call these people apostles and prophets. You know, what, why, uh, what are they prophesying? Because my understanding that, first of all, Jesus came and fulfilled Old Testament prophecy. The only real type of prophecy that is left is end times prophecy, uh, which is yet to come. And that's in the Bible what we need to know and and the bible is everything we need to know we don't need anybody else telling us anything because if we want to know whatever jesus or god wants us to know we can find it in the bible so my question to you is when you see these people that might attach a title to themselves you know granted you have pastors you have priests you have reverends you know which are a respected title much like doctors you know or maybe lawyers or esquire so you have these respected titles that, you know, people such as yourselves might earn through, you know, academics and going through seminary and stuff. But then when you have these other like prophet or prophetess or apostle or, you know, whatever title they want to give themselves, something that really isn't earned. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? And do you think it's something that they try to do to prop themselves up or make themselves more important? you think it's something that they're ignorant about and they just really don't know the understanding or have an understanding of what those titles and terms mean? Um, What do you think about all that?
1: Yeah, I think, Son, what often goes on is that people gravitate towards some of these uh, biblical leadership titles um, as a way of trying to uh, maybe almost increase the, the authority perhaps of, of of what they're doing, not realizing in many cases that, um, like in the book of Ephesians, where it really spells out how God gave these gifts to the church. Um, you know, in, um, in Ephesians here, chapter four, uh, it, it says, uh, that, um, he, he, who, uh, he, he uh, the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens, that's Jesus, in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service of so the body of Christ may be built up. Um, now, if you only take that verse or those couple verses. You might think, well, okay, great. I mean, we know we have pastors and teachers today, so it looks like maybe we still have apostles and prophets too, right? Well, go back to chapter 2 of this same book where the Holy Spirit led Paul to write down uh, those words we just looked at in Ephesians 4 about apostles, uh, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And then in chapter two, verse uh, 19, uh, Paul writes, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. And then here's the key built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. So, and then it says in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. So the apostles and prophets here are referred to as um the foundation, and the apostles were those in the New Testament who saw Jesus and and were called by Jesus and ministered with Jesus. And um, you know, we have evangelists today. I mean, Billy Graham being the most notable one who's now in heaven. We obviously have, um, you know, thousands and thousands of of pastors and teachers. Uh, You know, there are... um, Many, many Christians who do not believe that we have um, prophets today in the same sense, certainly that we had them uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, But, uh, you know, this is saying that Jesus gave gifts. So he gave uh, some to be apostles, some to be prophets. So the debate kind of comes in and, you know, for example, is there still prophecy Today, um, and you would you would think biblically that if there's a prophet today and they give a prophecy, then uh, you know that's gonna that's gonna stand up and be 100 percent correct. Uh, but we don't really, I don't believe, see um, see examples of that. Uh, now, I, I realize that this is an area where. Um, you know there there is some uh, there are some differences of opinion among some Christians, but but there's also some real um, fanaticism that uh, that has come in. There, there's something known as the uh, new apostolic reformation, so having the apostle in it, um, and, and and so they believe that apostles are for are for today. I'll read something to you here, Hasan. It says uh, the new apostolic reformation or NAR is an unbiblical religious movement and emphasizes experience over scripture, mysticism over doctrine and modern day quote unquote apostles over the plain text of the Bible A particular distinction in the New Apostolic Reformation are the role and power of spiritual leaders and miracle workers, the reception of quote new revelations from God and overemphasis on spiritual warfare and a pursuit of culture and political control in society, the seeking of signs and wonders in the NAR that is New Apostolic Reformation is always accompanied by blatantly false Doctrine, uh, according to this one uh, site here that I'm I, I'm reading from. So um, now you're going to have people in that movement who are not going to agree with that and are going to try to defend it biblically. Um, it, it, it's at a minimum, you know, very controversial, uh, and it reminds me somewhat. And we've talked about this before in the podcast, but it reminds me somewhat back in the '70s, uh, and and when when things were flowing out of the the Jesus movement of the sixties and you had uh, Chuck Smith and the Calvary Chapel movement there in California and you had an emphasis by Chuck Smith on uh, the Word of God, so teaching through the Bible, but also an emphasis on the Holy Spirit, so an equal focus on both. Um, but then you had kind of a, a group that branched off from that that they, that wasn't quite snazzy enough, didn't have enough pizzazz. Um, so John Wimber uh, became the, the leader of what was then known as the Vineyard. Uh, and, and the Vineyard was much much more of a, of a charismatic group in the sense of emphasizing spiritual gifts, um, almost uh, you know, uh, to the exclusion of, 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 of the teaching of scripture, although they probably wouldn't say that. But um, John Wimber promoted what became known as power evangelism. So, you know, they're going to be signs and wonders very much today. Like what you see with Bill Johnson and Redding, uh, Bethel church out in, uh, Redding, California. You see, um, you see the same sort of thing going on where there is an obsession with signs and wonders. And, and rather than celebrating, you know, the gospel and then teaching through the Bible, that doesn't seem, uh, to do it for folks that want more of the Bethel approach. Um, the uh, the Bill Johnson approach, uh, you know, kind of the John Wimber approach. Now, is there some room for people, say, on both sides of that to kind of, you know, be a little more flexible? Well, definitely uh, those who are, you know, all hung up on apostles and prophets today uh, would do themselves a big favor by becoming much more grounded biblically, um, being content to just feed on scripture, not always having to chase after Uh, You know, these uh, signs and wonders that are supposedly just going to, you know, appear when when you want them to appear. um, They could gain a lot from uh, a more grounded biblical presentation. Now. Could some, uh, some Christians uh, be held to be a little more open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Um, well, yes, I, I think there's, there's a case that you can make there. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, the gifts of the Spirit are one thing. The fruit of the Spirit is, is, is really the evidence of spiritual uh, maturity. And, and so if you're chasing after gifts— If you're chasing after signs and wonders, you might be calling yourself an apostle, you know, and you may be getting lots of accolades from those in your tribe, Uh, but um, it it can easily go off the rails. Now, that's not to say that other groups can't as well, but I think if you compare what God has done through Calvary Chapel, there are, you know, Chuck Smith and, and John Wimber, you'll see that one is much more grounded in Scripture, um, and and you really don't see Calvary Chapel going off on these tangents uh, and getting all caught up in, in some of the uh, emotional uh, pursuits of, of things. I mean, there, there's been a lot of controversy with Bethel Church in, in Reading, a lot of controversy out of there. Uh, now I, I, I'm not here to, to judge, um, uh, you know, uh, the, the people who attend that church that's, that's between them and God. But I just know there are a lot of reports of people who have caught, not caught up in some fanatical things. And, uh you know, I, I, just think we have to be careful if we are starting to chase, certainly if we're starting to chase after signs and wonders. I mean, there's no greater sign and wonder than what Jesus did with his death and resurrection. And when you're loving other people, uh, to reach them with the gospel, which at the end of the day, that's what, that's what compelled the apostle Paul, you know? I mean, yes, God did signs and wonders to him. If anybody uh, could have gotten caught up in signs and wonders, it would have been Paul and, and Peter and these apostles through whom. God was working great miracles, but but frankly, son, I don't think most uh, Christian leaders, myself included, today would would maybe be strong enough um, to perform a lot of signs and wonders. What I mean by that is, uh, you know, you'd have to be so humble to be able to do that without it going to your head, because the the, the tendency, the temptation would be, wow, you know, I I'm, I'm quite a I'm quite a miracle worker here, and uh, so I'm kind of glad that th- those things don't happen all the time and um, uh, that, that the focus now really is where it should be because there, there's no greater miracle than what uh, happens when a person is born again and what you see in some of these other movements is they get all caught up uh, you know it's almost like what you see sometimes uh, you know in, in in certain Catholic circles where they claim to have seen an apparition of Mary you know uh, you know here on a tree or something or, 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 or they claim to uh, you know uh, have, have, have had this experience with an angel or something or whatever. Um, all of those are distractions that, that turn the eyes away from Jesus onto some fanatical extreme um, experience that supposedly is holy and religious and and, and and so forth, but it's not grounded in in the word. It's not grounded in um, the message of the gospel. So that's a very long answer, I guess, on to your question. You know, I, I don't, um, I certainly don't look for apostles and prophets that I I can listen to today. Uh, and, and, and if, you know, those who are out there calling themselves that, um, yeah, you know, I I got plenty on my plate to, um, to, to not maybe, um, you know, have a whole lot of, of interaction with with them. But I'll just say, I think, I think people would be wise to stick with a church that preaches, faithfully preaches the Bible, um, that isn't chasing after signs and wonders. Um, I mean, my goodness, our own worship leader in our church was healed of leukemia 10 years ago in a miraculous way. That was a sign. That was a wonder, but, but, you know, um, you got to be careful that you, you don't start just putting all of your emphasis on on those sorts of, of, of miracles, because meanwhile, there are all sorts of people that need to know Christ. They need to be grounded in New Testament theology. And when you read through the epistles, read, read through what Paul wrote, you know, in Romans, um, in Galatians, in Ephesians, in Philippians, Colossians, where does Paul ever encourage believers to chase after signs and wonders? Never. Um, Never. And, and he spends very little time talking about all the great miracles that God did through him. I mean, he brings it up here and there, but he was not puffed up with pride. Like, look at me, this great miracle worker. And, and what you've got people doing today is running around calling themselves apostles, calling themselves prophets, claiming to have done all this and that, you know, and it's very, very different than, um, than what we find in the pages of the new Testament. And, uh, and that's why many Christians have been concerned uh, about Bethel church and, uh, and Bill Johnson, uh, um be, because there does seem to be this obsessive uh just fixation on on these these uh oh just really uh extreme like miracles that are, are, are supposed to take place and they've got schools where they teach people how to, you know, how to become these miracle workers. And and I'm sorry, but um you know, it does not seem to be bearing fruit. Uh, it it does not seem to be grounding people in, in the truth. It kind of gets you all worked up. Um, and you start chasing after, uh, some of those things. Um, so it really is, I think in many cases, it's, it's a very tempting ploy of Satan. Um, when people know just enough about Jesus to be dangerous, but, um, you know they're not grounded in New Testament theology, and you know it's, it's like with the prosperity gospel. You know people who 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 uh, will sit underneath some of these teachers who are preaching health and wealth, um, and and they lap it up and they don't see how how uh, how much poison, spiritual poison, there is in that teaching because it appeals to them and they want that for themselves and they lust after that that money because their leader has got uh, his own jack and his own mansion and you know millions of dollars and so it's a very lustful thing and, and i think the same or a similar kind of thing i think goes on uh in some of these groups they're always pushing signs and wonders and they work people up into a lather into a man you know if you just have enough faith you can go out and you can perform the same sorts of signs and wonders as the as the first apostles because after all we're, we're still apostles so so we have to be careful that we don't get led astray i mean go go to the epistles. Go to the New Testament. I mean, read Paul. You know, there's no greater apostle than Paul. And if you want to ground yourself in, in the apostles' teaching, okay, that, that's what they devoted themselves to uh, right after Pentecost, the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayer, then you will not be getting grounded in how to go out and perform signs and wonders. That is not the apostles' teaching. Now, that was their, um, that was a mark, that, that marked the apostle, okay, in fact, that was the sign. One of the signs that they were apostles because they were marked with these, these signs and wonders and God gave them this just supernatural power. But imagine if we had all sorts of people running around today, you know, doing that, um, if you don't have the spiritual maturity and how many of us would or do even have that the spiritual maturity to handle that, um, you know, God would be pouring all this power through you, doing all these miracles through you, but then you you wouldn't be able to be a good representative for the Lord because it would go to your head, or you'd have really bad theology. Because remember, the gifts are 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 those things come to believers, um, but but if you get off track with your theology, um, you 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 could have a gift from the Lord and then just totally abuse it in the sense of um, you know really giving people bad theology to go along with that gift that god's given you so uh there's a lot going on in that but um I, we just have to stick to the word and and you know that that's how we, we we stay on track with with the lord
0: another thing i'm curious about is okay so maybe you've got these people that attach uh, titles to themselves to try to pump themselves up or to give themselves a little bit more credibility whatever the case may be okay then you have um something like this that I experienced. So I recently went to a skillet concert, skillet, a Christian band or a band that is made up of Christians, however you want to define it. And most of the time without 100, without any shadow of doubt, skillet and John Cooper has always had a Christian testimony. They've always shared their Christian faith. There's no doubt about it. It's in print. It's in interviews. It's in the songs. It's in even his concerts, prior concerts that they've had. He has shared the Christian testimony, Christian faith. Recently, they're doing this tour, or actually, it's currently going on as we speak, but recently went to the show, and they're touring with some other bands that are opening kind of for them, and it's called the Resurrection of of Rock Tour, something like that. And I was under the impression going into it that it was going to be pretty much a night of Christian music or, you know, family-friendly music. And one of the bands that played before them came out with some music that would be of the secular nature, non-Christian, you know, profanity-based lyrics, um, in some of them, um you know things like that, and I was kind of taken aback at first, just because you know that 's not what I was expecting you know when it 's like it 's like going to church and listening to the pastor swear up and down while he 's preaching the gospel and, and then um and then skillet came on, and there was no real testimony, there was nothing like they had done prior uh there was a brief reference about his favorite book, which was the bible, a uh, reference to a scripture, and then um at one point, he did say Jesus was his hero when he introduced their song Hero. So my question is this, okay? If you have at a corporate level, a professional level, a business level, and you're out there professing your faith. Now, I don't know why they did this. I don't know why the show was the way it was. I don't really have any information, but I'm just curious from you, okay? If they are out there and they're, they've had this record or this history of you know, having this testimony, this, you know, witness, this, you know, sharing the gospel during the shows. And now they step away from that and they're touring with maybe secular bands or bands that, you know, might include songs that wouldn't be heard in church. Um, Is there something wrong with that? If if their desire is this, okay, maybe one, we could look at this way. We'll come out of the pandemic, music, live music, concert tours are just starting to come back. So maybe there isn't a big market for one person maybe the promoter liked these couple of bands and put them together um okay so Mm -hmm. you have that so skillet wants to get out there and tour and yet you know they don't have enough support so they have to kind of connect with some other people and they go on this tour and they call it something and that's it two could it be that maybe because of the world we live in, maybe watering down the message, which I don't get. You know, I don't think they're doing this, but watering down the message because you're dealing with maybe people coming to the show that aren't Christians and you want to maybe capture a newer audience, you know, maybe use your songs to kind of get people to start thinking about Jesus, but without overtly, you know, thumping them over the head with the Bible, stuff like that. Um, I just, just what would your thought be? Because here you have, you know, we have a conversation about people that are trying to pump themselves up with a title, to try to make themselves holier or maybe, you know, whatever Uh, as this, you should listen to me to preach because I have this title, but then you have this other band that now is maybe pulling away at least on this tour from really, you know, spreading the message outside of the music. But if you didn't know the music, you wouldn't know the message. What do you think about that whole scenario?
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting development there, Son. You know, I'm, I'm reminded when when our four kids uh, were young and then into their teen years, uh, and I mean, now they're between the ages of 25 and 30, but back then we, we took them to quite a few concerts of the Newsboys. And uh, we had a great time, and they really uh, got into it, and they've, they've loved Christian music ever since uh but that was really a, a great uh experience for us as a family and and a way to just um you know go and, and, and worship the Lord uh and also at the same time just really enjoy these uh these Christian musicians. Now you know if if, if at a newsboys concert um they had opened up with a band that was having you know profanity and, and and was just a much different spirit than than what the Newsboys were bringing. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, at a minimum, you know, we, we would have had no interest in being there for the opening band. Uh, but I don't think they would have ever done that because they were so overtly uh, evangelistic and, and Christ centered. You know, it, it's. Um, you know, it would have to be a challenge if, if, if let's say you have a Christian band, and I'm not sure what Skillet's uh, thinking was on that. Uh, it would have to be a challenge uh, to try to present two bands if if one is 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 just presenting uh, a message of the world and and you know, including profanity and everything else, uh, you know, that goes into those messages, and then you come in with a Christian message. So, well, a couple of thoughts I I wondered about, son, with that with that Skillet concert that you attended, um, I'm. I'm I'm curious who the promoter of it was, because I know that like with Christian concerts, um, I mean, you're generally hearing that advertised on, you know, Christian radio stations and it is being, you know, Christians are being targeted as the market audience to attend and Christian bookstores are advertising and, 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 you know, uh, there are, you know, Christian groups all the time that that go out, whether it be Toby Mac, um, or, uh, um, just, uh, you know, all, all sorts of groups that they that, that go out and then they have, um, an opening act, but who, so who promoted it? Uh, and then secondly, um, did skillet, I'm curious, and I have some follow-up thoughts on that. Did, did skillet in their presentation, how did it compare with maybe what you've heard in the past from them, both in the content of the lyrics, but then anything they may have said in between the songs did, you know, in in other words, if you went and heard that cause, you know, you knew nothing about skillet. Would you come away thinking, man, that sure is a, Christian group or, you know, well, How so how was that all promoted?
0: Yeah, see, that's the question, because in the past, at past shows, you would mm-hmm. come away knowing Skillet was a Christian mm-hmm. band, knowing yeah. that John Cooper would had said some sort mm-hmm. of, you know, testimony or message or something mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, OK, and like I said, knowing that 100 percent, without a doubt, I'm positive, you know the Christians have Christian testimony. That's the purpose of spreading the message of the gospel through their music. But coming away from this arena that night, I was walking away with, and, and, you know, their music, their lyrics really aren't sometimes easily understandable. And some of the music that they were playing were new music that I wasn't even familiar with. And some of the lyrics, mm. I had a hard time kind of understanding in the live environment, you know, sometimes not the most perfect yeah. environment to listen to lyrics. But I came away from that thinking, yeah, I would not have known that this was a Christian band. It would have been a wholesome band. It would have been a family friendly band. But like, okay, if I may, um, you know, parental advice or whatever that whole warning is. One of the songs that was earlier in the, in the previous band okay Mm -hmm. one of the opening Mm -hmm. bands was the bit the bitch is back and it kept talking about the lyrics repeating the bitch is back the bitch is back and that was kind of the chorus the bitch is back and i was looking and i was with austin and i'm like are they saying what i think they're saying and like yeah they're saying that word i'm like okay so that's a song another song they dropped the f-bomb another song they dropped um you know sh uh it Uh so again Uh that was another band not skillet that was the opening band so, again, uh-huh. and people are singing along, and people obviously know this band. I had no idea who they were. Um, but, okay, so that is one band, okay? And uh, and then they did a couple covers, you know, of some songs um, from some other artists that were secular music, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then So then Skillet comes on, and, again, it's wholesome music. You know, there's no profanity. There's nothing. They played a lot. There wasn't a whole lot of talking, which I enjoy because I want the music. But when they did talk, there wasn't any indication of – Anything, and so when I walked away, I felt that it was just a good, wholesome concert. But if you didn't know Skillet, you wouldn't know they were a Christian band because they didn't say anything. And so again, on a corporate now on a personal level, okay, we might not every day go around and profess our faith. You know, we might not go to Chick Fil A and profess our faith to the people behind taking our our you know, order, or we might not go to the grocery store. We might not go to the movie theaters or whatever we do. We might not just be openly, you know, preaching or, you know, sharing our faith. But if we like on our podcast here, for example, okay, this is a Christian podcast, a faith-based podcast. If we like did not talk about God, if we did not profess the gospel on this professional, you know, level, this, you know, platform and people came away, Thinking that okay, that's just a good a good podcast. I feel that we would be missing the yep. boat and we're wasting people's time because the purpose of our podcast is to share the gospel message, right. and we share the gospel yeah, message through talking about all these different things. If you don't do yeah. that, and that's kind of right. your your I don't know right. I say it's your job, but that's your mission, right? Right. Are you missing right, the right. boat? No, and is a waste of exactly. time.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I uh, a couple of things. I wonder. You know, perhaps skillet. Um, is is involved with a tour right now where they're trying to reach people who are far from Christ and who would attend a concert. It's not, um, you know, not billed as a Christian concert. I mean, I don't know if that's what they're thinking, if that's what they're, if that's what they're trying to do. That's why I wondered, Son, were, were there any comments in between their songs where they gave anything close to a, a witness, a Christian witness, or was there not really any of that even in between? song. Yeah. no, they,
0: they didn't really say anything, you know, about that. Just, hey, Omaha, you know, welcome. Great show. Hope you're having fun. Um, you know, here's this song you know, that type of thing, when before they used to maybe pause and, you know, talk about some stuff, you know, talk about like, you know, Jesus uh, being our savior, you know, without Jesus, we can't get through this day. Um, and then here's our song, right? You know, um, or like hero, you know, he would used to say in the past things like, you know, without Jesus, I wouldn't be able to make it through the day. He's obviously an advocate for mental health. And he's mentioned and he mentioned mental health a couple times, but he didn't mention that Jesus is an answer to mental health, which is different from what he has said before um and so again and i've been looking online trying to find you know reasons why they put these groups together and again i'm not opposed to it it's a question that i'm asking to find out and i'm not criticizing but to find out you know is it something that we should be and you know the tour is almost over um they're they're coming to an end at the end of march in a couple days as of this conversation and apparently unless they say it every time The concert we were at was one of the biggest, most attended, people-wise, of the tour so far. Um, You know, they still have Vegas and L.A. ahead. But, again, is it something that we should every day, I mean, not every day, but, like, if we're going out there, okay, if we're out there and this is our mission, our mission is we're called by God to be musicians to spread the gospel, okay? And that's my understanding of what their mission has been in the past. They use music to spread the gospel message, now, if you are out in a show, no matter who's in that audience, wouldn't you want to make the most of that opportunity? Because what if that one person there needed to hear that one thing that you said and they're suffering from mental health and they hear, oh, Jesus is the answer? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that, like, maybe mm-hmm. possibly trigger something in that person to be like, oh, wait, who's Jesus and maybe he can help me? I don't right. know. I mean, yeah. it's like, wouldn't you want to use every opportunity if that is your – I mean, as a pastor, mm-hmm. if you're going out in a uh, every Sunday – you know, you're going to spread the gospel message because if you don't, then, you know, you've missed an opportunity perhaps. Or if you're an evangelist, mm-hmm. Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine mm-hmm. Billy Graham doing a crusade and not mentioning the gospel? Um, no. It just, it just no. is something that I was curious about because, mm-hmm. again, there's our personal life and there's our professional life. And if our professional right. life, our mission, our stated mission, our profession is to spread the gospel, um, mm-hmm. shouldn't we make the most of every opportunity? Or are there times where we can do our mission and not mention the gospel?
1: Well, no, know, it's a real head-scratcher in terms of what really they see right now, as their as their purpose as their goal, um, I mean, is it, the purpose to um, get the biggest crowd possible? Um, and, and if so, then is that is that your number one priority? Uh, is it is it um, revenue? Is that your number one priority? Um, is it getting out the message of the gospel? Is that the number one priority? And and, and it appears that for some reason, um, this group that has been known as a Christian group, uh, it sounds like uh did not approach uh the concert you were at uh with that with that kind of a focus so it does make you wonder i mean you know like i mentioned the newsboys so if the newsboys were to have a concert and it would be very different than what we've experienced and and if it would lack the christian content we'd be like well what happened to the newsboys i mean why i mean are they uh you know, are they uh, no longer, um, you know, proclaiming the gospel through their music? So uh, it'd be interesting. So you say those signs. You researched a little bit online and didn't really find anything though, as far as maybe skillet and their tour and kind of yeah. where. I'd be curious, like if do they have like a, a band? I suppose a, a band website and 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 yeah. what, what are they saying on their website about you know what what, what they're all about? Yeah, I
0: haven't haven't really um, come across anything. Uh, specifically, you know, that is stating Mm -hmm. why they're doing this tour or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's curious. I mean, like you mentioned, Newsboys, when Peter Fuller was their lead singer, you know, Mm -hmm. he would have Mm -hmm. almost a sermon in the middle of his message, you oh, know, yeah. oh, 30, sure. it, was, it was pretty, yeah. cool. I mean, it was almost like going to a worship service when you were it at was. those type of shows. And that's fine. Oh yeah. That's, and that's a yeah. good thing. You know, Steve Taylor is another guy that I really enjoy. Um, yeah. not too many people know about him any, anymore because he was huge in the eighties making music and now he's more of a writer and producer type person. Yeah, But the songs that yeah. he has written, he wrote a lot of those newsboy songs, um, with mm-hmm. Peter, Peter Furler and you look at the lyrics and the lyrics are very bold, you know, very you know, straightforward oh, yeah. um yeah. You know, in their message yeah. of the gospel. Um and so I guess it just to- comes to- to-
1: Toby Mac. Yeah. Toby Mac has been very bold in concerts, you know?
0: Yeah. And so it's just like I mean yeah. I guess the question or the, the the curiosity is from your perspective as somebody who, you know, is yeah. your job is to spread the gospel message, you know. Right. Um, right. I mean, is when you look at it. Is it something that, you know, we really have to be careful that we don't fall into a trap of, okay, you know, kind of like that seeker sensitive, you know, well, we're going to get rid of the cross, get rid of all things offensive because we want the sinner in the pews.
1: And so, you know, we're going to milk,
0: you know, water things down and milk toast it so that they can you yeah. know, be like, oh, yeah. this is great. I feel good. Or is it something where yeah. in this day and age where we need to go on the offensive, Mm -hmm. Because, Mm -hmm. okay, here's another, okay, here's another example, okay? And I wanted to bring this in and get your thoughts on this, but there was a, um, a Penn State wrestler. He's a Christian. Mm -hmm. Just won Mm -hmm. his, I think, third, uh, NCAA championship, uh, recently. And so Mm -hmm. we're, we're going into the season of Ramadan. And he came out and he, in an interview on ESPN, you know, after he won it, he was giving thanks to God. He was expressing his faith in Jesus. Um, he said, it's everything. Christ's resurrection is everything. Um, it's not just his life, but it's his death and resurrection, and you can only get that through mm-hmm. him, the Holy Spirit, only him. Uh-huh. Goes on to yeah. say, no false prophets, no Muhammad, nor anyone else, only Jesus himself, and then he was starting to get pushback. Yeah, I think he threw in there Acts 1-8, power, Holy Spirit, power is everything. That's where it's from. I'm yeah. blessed. God uses me. He gave me the platform for this right here. It's all for his glory, he concluded. So he happened yeah. to mention, you know, false prophets, no Muhammad. He's, he's sharing his faith on a platform of NCAA wrestling after winning the championship. And so, first off, you know, you got a bunch of people that are, like, now criticizing him for saying Muhammad's a false prophet. And then, two, yeah. you've got someone like Franklin Graham who was praising him for using his platform to spread the message of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, okay, okay, so that's, that's kind of the idea we're getting at. So you've got Ramadan, and you've got somebody that is out there um, – professing his faith now Mm -hmm. whether he needed to throw in no muhammad or not i guess is another conversation that we might be able to have another day denouncing something like that i mean you know it's obviously he's um you know it's not obviously it's not true and Mm -hmm. what he said was absolutely correct but if we're trying to reach lost souls do we need to be a little bit more tactful maybe in what we say and how Mm -hmm. we say it but his message of you know jesus and god the holy Spirit. That's what drives me. That's my message. It's because of them. I'm here. They're my salvation. Yeah. I want to share that with you. And that's a platform of wrestling. I mean, that was pretty bold of this kid at college to be able to say this on ESPN, such a bold yeah. message. And now endure the, the backlash of, you know, his no Mohammeds uh, statement.
1: Yeah. Oh, very, very much. So, yeah, very, very bold of him. And uh, um, I did want to throw in, you know, because I, I just uh, look it up real quick. Um, and there was a, an article a over a year ago about uh, skillet. Uh, the title was Skillets, Jesus Loving Frontman Blast quote, hypocrisy and Christianity, I find it personally disgusting. That's the title. And then he, he's, he's talking in an interview where it says he once again spoke, uh, this is John Cooper, uh, once again spoke about his intensely strict religious upbringing where all pop music, black clothes, and even Christian rock music was banned and how it shaped his view of religion. Um, there's a ton of hypocrisy in Christianity in the church. There just is. And I find it personally disgusting. Uh, he says, I don't want to get into a deep Bible lesson, so I'm not going to pre- to anybody, I'm going to tell something that I believe. Take it or leave it, everybody. Um, I, I think what I love about Christianity, one of the things, is it gives you a framework for everything that happens in life. Um, uh, now, I won't read everything you wrote there, but it, I, I kind of wondered, and I, I wondered if perhaps um, part of what maybe is going on, son, and it could be that and I believe his wife, isn't she also in the group there? A yeah. uh, uh, part of what's going on is that maybe he is still um, kind of in recovery in a way from his hardcore legalistic uh, religious upbringing. I mean, I mean, um, you know, shoving legalism um, upon a child um yeah, can be very devastating. Uh, wh- whether it be done in some, you know, non-national setting, fundamentalist setting, Catholic setting, you know, any setting. I mean, you know, any setting uh, that 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 um, interacts with with uh, Christianity, but but does it in way that is really hardcore and um, and just you no know, no grace, no gospel. So so I don't know what's going on with them today or. Why maybe... you know they uh, they're taking the approach that they're taking, um, but like I say, it, it could be I suppose it's just a you know a guess on my part um, that maybe they're still trying to work through um, some of the issues that were um, that were just ingrained in them from from legalism and and that can those sorts of issues can definitely hamper um, your your ability to be, uh, used as a, you know, you mentioned Peter Furler, okay. Um, to flow in that kind of power up on stage where it's just like, Hey, I know why I'm here. I know what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it could be that John Cooper is still healing and needs to still heal. And, 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 and because, you know, the, by Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, and, um, the thing about that, son is, is you know, like if, if they're not being very vocal right now uh, about Christianity, maybe not at all. Well, then there's there's something in their heart that uh, I, I don't want to just jump to the conclusion that they've lost an interest in it. Um, but something is getting in the way of that, whether it's, um, you know, them them not wanting to be preachy, maybe in their minds. They're, they're telling themselves we, we don't want to be like the, the kind of people that, that we were impacted by early in life, but, but again, those are hang ups that, that God can heal a person of so that they're free once again to boldly proclaim the gospel. Now I know like my kids, you know, enjoy skillet from what I remember. Um, but let me ask you this Son, So, uh, cause I don't, I don't know, uh, how, how they would have uh, presented themselves years ago, but do you remember, was there a time then with skillet where, you know, like even in between songs and I mean, very, very bold in their yep. Christian proclamation or, or has it always kind of been kind of a little more low key?
0: No, it was it was pretty bold. Um, the concerts mm-hmm. I went
1: to, and in fact,
0: um, as mm-hmm. you were talking about in an article, I happened to it happened to trigger something, so I looked it up. Uh, Win- yeah. Winter Jam, which is a Christian concert, you know, Woodstock esque type festival um, or yeah. tour, you know, whatever. Um, he was talking about some stuff, and he was out there saying that you know we are here at winter jam to tell you tonight, there is no such thing as freedom outside of Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, You know? And so again, that's kind of the message that he has been, they have been spreading is that blatant open message in their, in their, um, you know, concerts before. Um, And, and again, like I said, they've always kind of toured with Christian bands that I have seen, you know, not always, I'm sure, but what I have seen, my experience (laughs) and, um, (laughs) And so, you know, again, I just thought it was kind of, kind of bizarre, kind of different, yeah. Uh, yeah, a different yeah. vibe, you know, a different thing. Now, I personally, right. I personally would rather have a non-preaching uh, skillet touring the country and people going to see them over right. many other bands. You know, I mean, yeah, I guess sure. if you're talking about the common good for just mankind, sure. having a sure. non-preaching skillet going around with their music mm-hmm. and their show—it's mm-hmm. a great show. It's mm-hmm. full of energy. I mean, that's a lot mm-hmm. better than sitting and listening to even theory of a dead man that toured with them. You know, with some profanity-laced lyrics and stuff. Um,
1: oh yeah. You know, yeah. so
0: again, that's not the the point. I'm just curious in because mm-hmm. we see it often. <laughs> we see it often where you have these strong people. I mean. Okay, we want to talk about things that we grew up and maybe maybe this is my past, whatever. But I saw strong Christian people in churches and strong churches that were out there Sundays, you know, professing gospel, you know, water it down to the point of like, why am I even here on Sundays? Because you're not even addressing anything that the mature Christian want to talk about. You know, Yeah,
1: no, no meat, no meat from the word. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've seen uh, the flip side mm-hmm. of
0: it where that whole idea mm-hmm. of, you know, mm-hmm. and so to me, maybe it's the flip side where, okay, we should be bold in our faith. Yeah. We should share our yeah. faith and have, and do what we can um, mm-hmm. to share that faith. We should do it responsibly, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that, and so maybe that's it, but I don't know. I just thought it was kind of bizarre that you have a, a band mm-hmm. that in the past has outright professed faith the gospel message,
1: Christianity, and they go from that yeah. to, to mute. Um. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what it reminds me of, son? Um, and, and I haven't listened to him much, but um, I um, I did listen to a little bit of an interview between Joe Rogan and Matthew McConaughey where Joe Rogan was asking about uh, Matthew McConaughey's faith. And Matthew McConaughey was, was saying, you know, he wasn't, you know, apologizing for it. And he was talking about different people, maybe not by name, but just that, you know, he, he'll pray with in Hollywood or this or that. But Matthew McConaughey shared a story where it was someplace where he was receiving an award one of these grammy type like shows not not only was a grammys but it was something and uh, maybe on a much smaller level but um, he was receiving an award and he made some reference i believe uh, to god in his, in his comments and he noticed that, um, and I don't know who, who they were, but I mean, he said there were like some people that like I've prayed with before, like before a meal or, or before, you know, whatever and I noticed that they like, they went to clap, but then they kind of quietly put their hands down to their side because they were probably afraid of, you know, they, they didn't want it to hurt their career, you know, and, and so what, I, what I'm really getting at there is um, I suspect that in music circles, um, you have something similar to what you have in Hollywood where you, you have, um, you know, a few in Hollywood, like Jim Caviezel and, and, uh, uh, Kirk Cameron and his sister, uh, um, uh, and, and others, you know, um, Kathy Lee Gifford and others, we can name others who are, who are quite bold, um, in their witness. And then you've got others who are, um, who, who will, who will tell you they're Christian. And, and, and I'm not saying they're not, uh, but, but they'll 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 let it be known that they are. But for whatever reason, they don't feel led, uh, I guess, or called, or comfortable. Maybe um, being as vocal in interviews, um, and and I suspect what's going on, son, is that for everyone who is a believer in Jesus, that um, you know the Holy Spirit is working within them to present the right message at the right time to plant the seeds that need to be planted. Uh, and again, I mean, all of us fall short of, of what those should be, but, but, but maybe, uh, maybe you've got some of that going on with certain Christian musicians who are Christians. Um, and for whatever reason, maybe they, they, they tone down the message. I mean, whether it's right or wrong to do that, uh, um, you know, I mean, we have to have, I mean, without the power of the Holy Spirit, I mean, all I know is after Pentecost, you know, Peter and John said, for we cannot help speaking about what we've seen and heard. So I don't care if you're a doctor, if you're a teacher, if you're a construction worker, if you're a musician, uh, if you're an actor, um, if you're a pastor, whatever you are, um, when the Holy Spirit is filling you, you cannot help. But 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 share, you know, and and and, and so, um, I guess every Christian has to make decisions. Um, you know, what am I going to share in the workplace, and what am I not going to share? What am I going to share in my neighborhood? You know, what am I going to share when I'm being interviewed for a TV thing? What am I going to share when I'm doing a concert? Um, and uh, I mean, we, we love it. We, we we hope and want to hear people um, be be bold, you know, and then come right out and and share, uh, you know, share their faith in Christ and. Uh, And then if we have somebody who maybe has done that, or like in this case, a Christian group, and then I think what what seemed to really, uh, you know, stun you there, son, and then I think most Christians would have been stunned in that situation. Like, wait a minute, (laughs) you know, is this, I thought this was skillet I was coming to see, you know, and then it doesn't really seem to be maybe much of a Christian witness. So you wonder, I mean, what, have they just kind of dropped that? key component of, uh, who, you know, who they are in, in concert. I don't know. So it's, uh, yeah, certainly something to think about.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think time will tell because again, we don't know, and it'll be interesting to see moving forward. And if they ever came back to town, I'd definitely go see them again because I don't really recommend things, but I would recommend yeah. their, their music. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. cause it's, it's like this, okay. As a pastor in simplest terms, your, mm-hmm. ma- your, your job is to spread the gospel mm-hmm. to preach and spread the gospel message. I mean mm-hmm. in, in simplest mm-hmm. terms that's your job. And mm-hmm. so you will probably more times than not share in mm-hmm. in your daily life share mm-hmm. that gospel message with others. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now for me let's say as an educator, okay? My mm-hmm. job is to teach and in this case teach English, okay? That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So that's my job. Right. Now my right. job right. isn't a pla- isn't it's not the platform to witness right. it's not the platform to preach yeah. it's the platform they're to not teach paying English. you to
1: evangelize exactly. the students.
0: but if students ask me like what happened the other day they asked me you know yeah. what i believe because we were talking about ramadan and some other things and maybe that's a conversation mm-hmm. we can have next time but they were yeah. asking me what i believe door open here we go you asked me so now yeah, i'm going right. to tell you now i didn't right. push it upon them i waited I've had other people ask me, you know, a few years ago, I was teaching at another college and someone asked me, do you think gay people would get to heaven? Okay. I shared what I shared. Um, They asked for it, you know, and in Mm -hmm. fact, in fact, most people were kind of probably shocked at my answer because, you know, the possibility is maybe. You know, we don't know. But there could be Christians that struggle with that that are there. You know, it's it's it's
1: it's and and it really comes down to how do you define gay? You know, I mean you know you know, in a way it's like saying, you know, will sinners make it into heaven? Well, tell me a little bit more about who you're asking about. I mean, what's their attitude towards sin? What's their attitude toward the gospel, toward Christ, toward the cross, you know, so but but so
0: people ask me in my profession of teaching Mm -hmm. I will take the opportunity to share.
1: Um, right, so again,
0: right. so that's, I guess that's kind of the the whole mindset behind this whole thing is that it seems like a lot mm-hmm. of times there are, especially in the church and other places where, um, mm-hmm. and, and you see it on social media all the time, like this pastor, you know, I was just curious to, that we started a conversation. Okay, you're advertising a conference where an apostle and a uh, prophet, well, what's the dude, a prophet, Prophets. Prophets. A prophet is yeah. coming. I'm curious. You can't answer me, and you're a pastor at a church, supposedly, and, and you, he didn't
1: even respond. I didn't huh? even
0: respond. Now it shows that it was seen or read because it indicates what's read, and you can't even respond. And it wasn't even offensive; it was just strictly, why oh, do yeah. they call them this, and what is being prophesied? Because I'd be curious: is it end times prophecy, is it something else? Yeah, um, right, right. But right. Um, but it seems like you know a lot of times we are in these positions and we just kind of bail, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the game's on the line and we choke, you know, where the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryant's that want the ball for the last shot, you know, and they're not afraid Mm -hmm. to miss, but they want the shot. And now we're like a generation of people that don't even want to shoot the ball. They want to pass it.
1: Well, and, and you know, Son, I mean, all we have to do is look at Peter, who choked three times. Uh, the Lord told him he was going to choke. He told him, you're going to deny me three times. Peter said, no way. I mean, Peter had good intentions, but he had no follow through because he had no power, no power from the Holy Spirit. So Peter choked three times. And this was, you know, this was one of the Lord's apostles. I mean, you know, we, we started the show with apostles. I mean, Peter was a legitimate apostle. Now, now the church is not built up on Peter. He's not the chief Cornerstone, Jesus is the chief cornerstone. We just read that in Ephesians 2. But Peter was one of these uh, apostles, uh, and, and if Peter would choke without the power of the Holy Spirit, then that should show us that anytime we seek to go a day, uh, whatever our role in life, whatever our vocation is, uh, because as Christians, you know we're, we're we're called to to be to be witnesses for the Lord, to live for the Lord, to be a light for the Lord. Whatever our vocation is. But I mean, I think Peter's choking three times shows us why we sometimes choke, because if we try to go one day without the power of the Holy spirit filling us, um, there, there won't be that want to, there won't be that motivation. There won't be that ability. There won't be that power. Um, You know, it it just makes things flow. And again, um, you know, uh, you know, Peter, um, Peter and John said, we cannot help speaking about what we've seen and heard. And so, I like to use the uh, illustration son of like an artesian well underneath the ground where gravity just forces that water up from uh, uh, from out of the ground there and you've got this flowing this flowing water this well of water and compare that to maybe a pump in the ground where somebody's like pumping and pumping and pumping just to get a couple drops that that's that's what Peter was before Pentecost that's what we are on any days that we seek to live without the fullness of the Holy Spirit filling us. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I can see why we as Christians at times, um, why we do choke, why, why we do, I mean, we, we shrink back in fear. Oh, you know, I probably should have said something. Um, so it, it's a daily challenge, a daily battle, and uh, only the Lord can empower us to To be faithful witnesses, and I can only imagine, you know, son, the pressure that people who are really in the public eye, whether it be an actor, a musician, people like that, um, you know, the the pressure that they're under, and why they need that much more power from the Holy Spirit, because of course Satan doesn't want them being vocal witnesses because of all the people that 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 listen to them, Um, and and any more than he wants any of us to be. But uh, yeah, it's just a reminder that we need Pentecost. You know, here we're coming up to Easter pretty soon. But then it wasn't too long after that that the day of Pentecost happened. And boy, Peter, Peter sure went out and did differently. In fact, tradition tells us son, that the same Peter who denied the Lord, that he was martyred for his faith. Tradition tells us he was crucified. And, and tradition tells us that um, he, he, he did not feel worthy to be crucified the way Jesus was his Lord and Savior. So he asked to be crucified upside down. Uh, crucified upside down. So um, the boldness came from the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, fear and shrinking back—that comes from our flesh. And and we, we we must be in the flow if we're going to be um, bold witnesses for Christ. And by bold, I don't mean like shoving it in somebody's face. Uh, it, we might be very soft spoken. We might say very few words. But boldness has to do with what you said earlier, Son. You know, taking that opportunity taking advantage of that opportunity that God gives us. And, and that requires um, a closeness with the Holy Spirit, a closeness with Christ as we follow Christ closely, um, prayer and, and being in God's word, because um, there's so many things that can fill our mind, our heart that can just block that flow uh, if we're not careful. So what we can pray is that, you know, John Cooper was skillet that, 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 um, that, that God just fills him to overflowing to the point where, Um, you know, he, he just gives a, a, a loving and bold witness at every opportunity. And, but I have no idea maybe why, why, you know, this concert you, you attended, uh, it sounds like it was very different than the previous skillet concert. So that is, that is very puzzling. Why, why that would have been.
0: Yeah, and I guess, you know, we'll just find out in the future, you know, if they get back to that or, you know, how it goes. Mm-hmm. And so it's just uh, something right. that I right. was kind of curious about. And so, again, just kind of appreciate you yeah. you know, sharing your thoughts and letting us know what you think about it. And, um, you, bet, you know, and it's, again, just uh, things to talk about because you see people out there uh-huh. going flocking to these shows uh, and, and partaking in certain things. And we just need to make sure yeah. that, you know, we're careful. And if there's something that we are curious about, right. you know, maybe some change. You know, yes. changing something, you know, because um, it's just something that we need to
1: kind of keep our eye on anyways. And so we appreciate Absolutely, it as always. Song. Oh my goodness, Al! My, my pleasure, son. Thank you so much, and uh, I just really enjoyed, uh, you know, having us visit about these important aspects of our Christian life, our Christian witness, and and we just get um, encouraged when we when we visit with one another about these things. As we listen to you know Christian podcasts covering things like this, we we need you know it's like the Bible says, fan into flame. You know, uh, the gift of God, fan into flame. So uh, God's given us the gift of each life uh, as we've trusted Jesus as our Savior and His death on the cross rather than trying to earn salvation as many do um, and, and but but that, that gift that is in us, the flame that is in us, um, daily we want to fan that into flame by saying no to ungodliness and worldly passions as it says in Titus uh, but then also then through prayer and, and scripture and, and fellowship with other believers and doing just what we're doing here today, you know, talking about the important things of God. I mean we, we can this into flame. So thank you son for all you're doing to, to help others fan into flame this great gift.
0: And um, yeah, and we enjoy, and we'll have many more of these conversations, God willing, as we move forward throughout this year and hopefully uh, many years to come.
1: Absolutely son. I sure look forward to that.
0: And for those of you listening, uh, you can check out our website, RadioWarp.com. That's Radio W-A-R-P. You can click on the Sanctified Reason podcast logo, and uh, other shows will pop up. That's the best place to find us. And you can also email the show at um, SanctifiedReasonPodcast at gmail.com. That's SanctifiedReasonPodcast at gmail.com. And we'll get back to you. You can adjust to me or you can adjust to Dan or both of us, whichever. And uh, we'll make sure that uh, we get back to you with your, uh, you know, with response. And so again, for those of you listening, Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend and until next time, God bless.